0: hello everybody and welcome to eavesdropping at the movies i'm jose i'm mike so we've just come from the great barnum
1: so close (laughs) what was it the greatest showman
0: the greatest showman
1: well first things first merry christmas yes merry christmas merry christmas christmas has happened (laughs)
0: And we were desperate for something to see in the and cinema. A
1: light snowfall, and now we've seen the greatest Sherman. Obviously, spoilers ahead. Yes, if a film like this can be spoiled,
0: <laughs> it's so bad that nothing can spoil it. Well, say, um,
1: so I'm guessing you didn't have a very good time. I certainly didn't.
0: I groaned. I can't remember groaning as much in a film for a, well a long time. Anyway,
1: well, here's the first thing. I didn't know it was a musical. Oh, no, did you not? No one told me this was a musical. The trailers didn't tell me. No,
0: I didn't tell you because I thought you wouldn't come if I told you.
1: Well, no, I, I'm perfectly happy with musicals. And mm. actually, it's quite, this is an original musical as well. It's not based yeah. on a stage player or anything like that. So that's quite encouraging. Yes. But I had no idea. And when it started, because of the kind... Because of... I, I don't even know why I... I just got this thousand-yard stare when it started. Like, oh, God. It, it opens with... It opened, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it opens. It opens with a number with Hugh Jackman uh, as as a you know a P.T. Barnum um, circus uh, ringman, mm. and he's dancing around and singing, and and I'm thinking, okay, okay, this isn't what I expected. It turns out it's a dream sequence, so I thought, well, maybe that's just a dream sequence thing because he's a little kid dreaming that that will be his future, and then when the little kid actually starts singing in real life, I'm going, oh God, kill me. Yes, I thought this is this is going to be absolutely awful. It's not just a musical. This is like watching The X Factor, right? This is like being sat through two hours of The X Factor. It's overproduced, kind of shiny and bright. I thought it was just dumb.
0: I love musicals. I really do. But this was like a dumb musical. This was one of those musicals, one of those, you know, American musicals, actually. uh, Let's be specific. Where, you know, dare to dream, your dreams will come true. And you just think, oh, fuck off. You know, and I really hated it. I hated its attitude. I hated its message, you know, and I hated... Well, the message, in a way, was okay, right? It's all about being inclusive and accepting difference and all those nice things. But I hated that the film so blatantly contradicted everything that it said should be. Oh, it's muddled, that's for sure. You know, so... And I hated the songs, and I hated the dancing, and I just felt like smacking everyone, really. I didn't even recognise Michelle Williams... And why does she take a part like this anyway? It's so sappy and stupid.
1: The, the film has, like, signifiers of things without actually doing the things themselves, without building up things properly. Mm. So you'll have, like, we're doing a Believe in Yourself song. And you can tell from the chords and from the, from the people who are singing it, you know, we're going to do a Believe in Yourself song. Now you have to believe in yourself. And now we're going to do a I Love You Despite Everything Else song. And now I'm going to do a, you know, whatever it is. What did I write down here? Uh... <laughs> A love transcends stuff song. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, you. or a romantic you. or like a believe in your Dream song. And, it ha- and like you can tell, it, it, it it's like There are so many scenes that feel incomplete. Like the film doesn't really put in the work, and it just jumps into scenes almost halfway through. And, and like the, the the scene will almost be at its climax already when you join it, and you go, "There's there's a, there's half a scene you've missed out here to get me to this point." It jumps around.
0: I hated the whole thing. I mean, I hated the beginning because, you know, it was just like a pop video which starts off with Barnum as an adult, takes him back to childhood, shows him becoming an adult, meeting the love of his life, blah, 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 all in three minutes. Right? And takes you back to the present, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit longer than that, but it's done like in one extended song. Right? It's done
0: in one extended song. Yeah. It was just like, I hated it. Uh, and so, and then he becomes successful... Like, almost right from the beginning, he's a success, really. Uh, and, you know, kind of... He continues being successful in different ways throughout the film. Then, of course, it all burns down, and then it all gets rebuilt in the last five minutes.
1: It just felt, like, stupid. Yeah, it's a real deus ex machina. We'll come back to that, because there's, there's something interesting about that, I think. The problem I had with, with the very early parts and when he's building the, the show is you have no clue as to why he wants a freak show in particular. I mean, let's call the what it is, a freak show. Right? Yes. Um... He calls it like a carnival oddities, and then becomes a circus. But well, whatever. no,
0: actually, I thought there was a number that showed that because that's you know that's what people would pay to see. Well, you no, know, like the girl explains, it's like unicorns and mermaids, and
1: that he already has. No, 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 no. I'm talking about before that mm-hmm. because he already has his show, which is um, you know creepy animals and and it's all dead stuff. And then the girl says, "No, you want living people. That's what mm-hmm. that's what we need." But before that, like he's going to get his loan to build it, and he basically had two moments of inspiration. Or, you know, what could pass for moment of inspiration which is where when he's a young lad on the street uh, a young child with sort of facial disfigurement is kind, uh, is him kind to apple, him yes. and then just before he goes into the bank manager to get a loan he sees the uh, little the, the short fella
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. which is unlike Thumb, that,
1: that can't be that can't be an element of inspiration because he's already going to get his loan because then he, the, the next moment he walks into the bank manager and he says people will pay to see this stuff mm. you know so like you kind of I thought like there would be something about this is why he wants to do this in particular, like he has some insight into what people want, or he has some interest in the lives of these people, but no, it's just he the film just you just get the okay, he just wants to do this in particular. There's no particular reason why he think... Anyway. You, that comes out of nowhere.
0: Um, what I really hated about the film is that I thought it was misconceptualized from the beginning. Like you can't have the greatest showman on earth who's a con man and a hustler and you know, who cheats people and who, who exaggerates so much it's a lie and then make him a sap. Like <laughs> a sentimental sap. You know, like it just kind of the character doesn't make sense. You know, so kind of, uh, I just hated it really. Yeah, like,
1: you like, yeah, like the fact that he runs that show and he is a con man and, and he's always, he's like swindling people out of loans and things like this. Like he, well, like his old company goes under because they had 12 ships yeah. in the South China Sea that sank and he, pretends that they didn't sink and he takes the, the deed yeah. and uses that as collateral. Yeah, so but they're likes, not even his ships? they're not even his ships. So they're not his ships and they don't exist. Yes. And so like he so he cons the bank out of some money so he can set up a show. You think someone who would do that, which I think is like a perfectly interesting sort of character. Yeah, it's interesting. Should be more cynical about everything else. Exactly. But he also at the same time he doesn't like believe in like all these people that that he employs. Yeah. He just he just, used, but then there's also no exploration of the idea that he is exploiting them. You know, there's no, there's nothing about that. Like they're all a happy family. But well, <laughs> they're, well, they're not even that. Like the film, the film has no interest in them really, not in that respect. Like whether they're a happy family or whether he's exploiting them or whether he loves them really or whether like there's, there's like he believes in them as humans. There's nothing about that. They just kind of are there. There is something about that in the
0: sense that they say it. But yeah. actually you don't see it and you don't feel it. Right? So it's
1: just told. Yeah. It's like, well basically his, his freak show is just a thing that he does. It's not like the thing that brings him meaning or has a, or, or gives you any idea as to who he is. No. He ju- it just It's just something that is associated with the character which is weird considering it's the structure of the film.
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: okay. The only thing that I liked
0: is uh, Zac Efron.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Um you know, I thought, like, he, he at least showed charm and a bit of spark, right? Uh, and I kind, I kind of liked the duet when they go into business together. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't like the song, and I didn't like the dance very much. Uh, and you could see that there were all these things being maneuvered to close the difference in their heights. But actually, uh, Zac Efron's facial responses, I thought, were interesting. Like, he was doing something. You know, he was kind of, mm. like, creating a character and kind of, you know, giving a response that, for most of
1: this film, is, like, completely absent. Yeah, I think so, too. I, mean, I, I like Hugh Jackman as well. I, I think Hugh Jackman is good at this. And I, I think he, he he looks the part... He really is that. He is a kind of show... Like, it's like um, he always puts the effort on show, in a way. And, and he... I don't know, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but like, I'm always just kind of aware that he's showing off to me, which is what a character like P.T. Barnum actually needs. I think the the conceptualization of his character in that respect, in the way he's showing off all the time and smirking and smiling and he has that perfect winning grin, that's what I like about Hugh Jackman in this. I think he's great.
0: Yes, I I agree. And I like that about him in general as well. Uh, And this is going to sound horrible to say, but one of the things I was very conscious of watching this film is how he's gotten old. So you know, his face has that slight melting quality of people who are aging, and I do think that this film needs somebody younger, needs somebody like twenty years younger than Hugh Jackman is at the moment. I think I think in a way he's perfectly cast in terms of his character, but I think kind of to me physically he's not like he's just too old. Well, I think when they
1: They should have cast Zac Efron. (laughs) Well, I think when they make him look younger because the film goes through his life, and so you see him as him. When he's about twenty twenty five, yes. um, and like, and I think it's quite a convincing look. And then as as he go on, they do less CG and makeup and make mm. him just look his age. Um, I thought it was that was quite convincing. And you know, I kind of like him as his age. The problem is that he ages like fifteen twenty years, and his daughters don't. Yes. His daughters just stay at like stay eight, eight to children. six, <laughs> like conception. I thought these kids were meant to have got older by now. Yeah, that's weird. Um, one thing worth
0: mentioning is, I mean, the film has every cliche. Of musicals and and video clips in the book, it's like one big cliche. Uh, but one of the things that is nice to see is that there's a lot of dancing in it. You know, it mm. is a dance musical. Uh, so I mean, there's nothing you know particularly memorable in the dancing, but you know, you just do see
1: a lot of people hopping around. I think you can uh, tell that like they've got people who can dance to do the dancing. And, yes, and they don't. It's not. I think actually the editing is fairly good, and I don't think. I don't. No, it's fairly good. I don't say it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> but I think like they don't they, they don't um, edit sort of so heavily that you can't see it. You do get a chance to see what they're doing. It's not. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not supposed to be Berkeley, right? But mm. it's not bad. Mm. Um, and there were actually three uh, songs which I which I liked the visual aspect of. Oh. There was the one of them has no dancing. It's the Rebecca Ferguson one. Oh. I think she looks amazing. And there's that, yes. there's that sort of top-down camera angle on her. Yes. Which, which is And it, it accentuates all her features, and she's got this very angular face, and she looks amazing. Mm. It's a great, it's a good song as well, actually. Mm. It's a good performance. Um, there's the song where Zac Efron and Zendaya, I think her name is, yes. the girl uh, sort of fall in love or express their love for each other in the, in the circus ring, and they, they play with the rope, and they'll climb yeah, like down the rope. I that I was that. good. Yeah. It had like a concept to it, right? Yeah. And the other one was the one in the bar. Which I thought was quite good fun, yeah, which is I one like between that. Hugh Jackman and Zach Efron. And they're kind of they're throwing pints around and jumping around the place. And again, that had a concept to it, and it just had, it was playful.
0: I would have liked to have seen kind of more movements completed, but I yeah. see what you mean. Um, so I would have liked to have seen more of the dancing, actually. And also, I just would have liked better songs. I really don't like any of the songs. Right, the
1: songs aren't very good. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah. um, you know.
1: Anyway. but I don't think it's not devoid of creativity or interest visually I think there is actually that I could watch that bar scene again you know. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't see the whole film again. I <laughs> a struggle, I but th- I could watch moments of it again. I thought
0: it was torture.
1: I really I mean, did. I mean, I look, I'm ha- I had a bad time, right? I don't get me wrong. The whole time, the whole time, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm thinking, I've been forced to watch ITV against my will. Like that's only supposed to happen on Christmas Day when I see my parents. <laughs> like, I can't stand the X Factor. I can't stand Britain's Got Talent. And this is, and this is, it's really aimed, I think, at, at people uh, like that who are just like, you can do anything. Like anyone can, can, can go and sing a song and I could sing a song and I could totally be one of these people and it's all like have overproduced poppy I think what
0: bothered me most is just you know that it's a kind of propaganda for dumbness <laughs> like there's no other way for it you know like kind of the Busby Berkeley films they had wit yeah, that's what and I say. they like were street smart that's and what ITV is <laughs> yeah. well, propaganda for dumbness <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> slogan <laughs> uh, 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 uh. There are some interesting things.
1: The place burns down. But, uh, it, it, there's a fight in this, some and the place burns to ground. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm stretched on my loans. I can't get a loan from anyone else. And Zach Efron goes, I can do this because he, he to get Zach Efron in, Zach Efron was a writer of like, upper-class plays. Mm. And to get him in, he had to cut him in for 10%. Mm. So his 10% he's been putting away the whole time because he mm. figured I'd need this someday. So he goes, my 10%, I have enough and we can rebuild the thing. And he says, "All I want is to go in fifty-fifty with you. I'll put in the money, and then we split everything 50 50 mm. And Barnum goes, "Okay." And everyone goes, "Whoa, we're back on the road!" Now, here's the much more interesting thing: Barnum should say, "No, we cut in everyone here, all the freaks, everyone goes in equal." It, it like they, no one, can, no one talks. That's why but it's they not a to, communist film, but it should be. Like, no. it's, <laughs> but, the, it's like every, but the thing is, they, everyone celebrates. Uh, everyone celebrates like. Like, they want something. Like, okay, like I get. To, guess they get to keep their jobs. But, like, really... The,
0: they get to keep their jobs and their, their family.
1: My, I was thinking, like, why are we celebrating that these two capitalists get to win <laughs> and, you, and keep exploiting my labour? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's that as well. But, I mean, you know, the whole idea is that they've created a home and a family and relationships that for all get, these people who are social
1: outcasts. Yeah, that they get to make all the money off. At one point... Uh, when it starts to be a success and they're making money, Barnum buys a huge mansion, which is basically because he, he his 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 motivation underneath everything is to climb the social ladder and, and rise above his station yes. and and, and give uh,
0: his wife everything she had with her parents. Yeah,
1: because she came from an upper class place. Yes. Um, so and so he buys this huge mansion, which is really it's like when you buy presents for other people that are really just for yourself. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 but, but I yeah. thought, like, he buys this huge place and it's too big for them. And I thought, what they're going to do here? What would be interesting is if they then cut to where all the freaks are living, and they'll be living in squalor somewhere in like shared accommodation. That'd be interesting because it'd be like look at the contrast. But no, 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 I don't think there's agree. no interest in any of that. The
0: thing is that like, most of these people are from as low as you can get, like you know, laundromats behind closed curtains or the streets or. You know, so, so actually I kind of that, that... Right, that, but there's
1: still, there's still... A that, country. that aspect
0: didn't bother me. What did bother me was the film claiming, you know, that it was for the acceptance of all kinds of difference. So the you know, the circus is made up of all of these people who are all different. Some have beards, some, you know, have tattoos, some are tall, some are tiny, right? And the whole impetus of the film is, you know, these people are human and they're just like us and they're equal to us. But of course, the film doesn't make them equal. The star is Hugh Jackman and then Zac Efron and then Michelle Williams. So actually you have, you know, Two white men at the top, and then like two
1: white women, and then the 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 circus freaks exactly. are just like wallpaper. Capitalist pig dogs. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Revolution, uh, comrade. And here's the other one: um, Zach Efron falls in love with one of the freaks, but what's the freak he falls in love with? Just a, a beautiful, beautiful girl, black woman. A beautiful <laughs> black woman. Like, her freaky thing is that she's the wrong color.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it would be much more interesting if he fell in love with the bearded woman. Yes. You know, actually, would be more it would interesting. He? You know, okay. because what happens is he takes like he takes the girl out. To, uh, to a fancy play and he bumps into his parents and they go, how could you be seen with that woman? I'm like, well, she's, be- she's beautiful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Pay to be seen with her. <laughs> it's awful. I, I just, I, it's ITV fair and I don't care if I sound like a snob. You have to be a snob about these things. I yes. Think. So, but do you think it's going to be popular? Well, it's taken like $25 million or something. Has it? And On like an $84 million budget. Here's the other thing. Um, James Mangold shows up in the credits as an executive producer, and I, and I looked it up, and apparently um, he, he oversaw reshoots and post-production because they were worried that the director it was like getting on top of him. Yeah, uh-huh. it was it was he was out of his depth because um, it's a first-time director. Yeah, he's done commercials and things before, I think. Well, can tell. Uh, yes, you can um, tell. <laughs> but, but it just it supports my theory that everything James Mangold is involved in is only about seventy-five percent as good as it could be. And this is, and and this as is as like, overdoing it. <laughs> 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 I think like, there's a really... There's, a, there's such an interesting sort of, you know, uh, communist movie in here. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Itching to get out. Yes. But it's just a collection of scenes that you've seen before, really, and kind of moments that, like, the music and the, the dialogue is kind of signifying that certain things are happening without actually building them properly.
0: I just think there's something almost, like, criminal about... You know, doing an original with all the talent that there must be in the U.S., you know, the singing talent, the dancing talent, you know, the talent for choreography and so on, you know, to basically end up with this bit of schmaltz, really.
1: Yeah. Biggest laugh. There were some laughs. There were some laughs. There were genuine laughs. I, I didn't, didn't laugh, laugh once. Yes, you did. I didn't laugh yes, once. Yes, you did. Because I heard I you. Have... I sat next to you. I heard you groan more you, than you, you laughed. Heard you... No, like, I, man, I heard somebody. I heard I, you groan.
0: I didn't laugh you once. Did. I, heard I you... thought it That's not completely... true. I heard you groan more than you I...
1: laughed, but you did laugh. You laughed right at the end when the girl was a tree.
0: The
1: girl was a tree. The girl, right on stage when he sees his kid doing ballet. And actually, she's just dressed as a tree on stage. Oh. Yeah, you I you was laugh... probably just happy that it was a No, no, that's. Don't make excuses. Like, they were actually us. It does have a bit of a sense of humour. But the best laugh was when I said when all the fruits came out for the first time and I said it looked like suicide squad. <laughs> <laughs> that way. so the best laugh in the film was was from
0: the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing at the film. All right, let's see let's end it. I feel like I've sort of ended
1: it. <sighs> oh, what a piece of shit. <laughs>